ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 30 million cards, from baseball superstars like Aaron Judge to Marvel favorites like Spider-Man. ComC has something for every type of collector. Visit ComC.com today to build your collection with your favorite cards. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I saw a stat the other day that said something like, From 2021 to 2022, there was an 80% drop in the launch of new podcasts. And, you know, I was just kind of curious about why might that be? I think there's a little bit of, you know, the maturity aspect. I think there's a little bit of, you know, a bunch of people got excited as podcasting was continuing to ramp up and and got a, a feel for it and then started to see that it maybe wasn't as easy as they thought it might be. But I think a bigger piece might be that a lot of people are starting YouTube shows instead of audio-only podcasts and just haven't crossed over where they also release an, an audio version of that that video podcast or that video show on YouTube. So I'd love to see that same stat on YouTube and see how many people opened up new channels and whether that was a an increase from 21 to 22 or if the the launch of new YouTube channels also went down. Well, speaking on YouTube, that's another thing that I wanted to make sure people are aware of. Up to this point, I've been recording all of my interviews and conversations via Zoom, and that gives me both an audio feed and a video feed. But up to this point, I've almost exclusively released the audio only as part of this podcast. Well, starting with today's interview... I'm going to be starting to release the video side of the interview on the YouTube channel. And so if you want to see the video of that conversation, you can go to the YouTube channel, the Wax Pack Hero YouTube channel. I think it's actually Mike Summer, but I've got links on Wax Pack Hero if you want to check that out. And I have links in um, the show notes as well to the YouTube channel. And you can see the video feed. I actually kind of piloted this with my conversation with the the guys from Sports Card Radio back um, in December when I released that. And so you can actually see kind of the first version of that uh, from a a month or so ago uh, when I was giving it a a chance. But from now on, uh, assuming my guests are interested, I'm going to be releasing the video portion of our interviews as well on the YouTube channel. So check that out. Our main topic today, as I mentioned, is a super collector conversation, and it's with Ken Capel, and he has a super collection of a, a variety of hockey focuses, and, and I would say it is a super collection for those different focuses, and we'll get into that after I tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by collectors for collectors. It's breaking several days a week across YouTube, Facebook, and you can find out what they're going to be breaking this week by checking them out at udogcollect.com. Or you can visit them in their brick-and-mortar shop in Knoxville, Tennessee to see their full selection of wax, singles, supplies, even watch some of those breaks live there in the shop. And they're also an approved group submitter with SGC. And so if you would like to submit some cards, learn more about their group submission process, you can visit them at udogcollect.com as well and find out more there. 
And when you check them out, make sure you tell them that Wax Pack Hero sent you. Well, today I want to welcome Ken Capel back to the show. He's been a guest before, but I want to bring him back on to talk more in the scope of our Super Collector series because Ken is a Super Collector of Columbus Blue Jackets, and he's also got a pretty cool Young Guns collection, and that's what I want to talk about today. So, Ken, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, I'm glad we got a chance to to connect again here in that mindset of the Super Collector series, because we talked before about your overall collection. We talked about your hobby background and those types of things. But as I'm continuing the Super Collector series in 2023, I wanted to dig in a little bit more about your hockey related Super Collections. And so I thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring you back and, and dig in a little bit on those things. Maybe we can start just a little bit with the Columbus Blue Jackets Super Collection. Tell me a little bit about the start of that and kind of why that is one of your primary hockey card focuses. Well, it, it, that is that, that is a, an, a great question. So back in 1998, the you know, Columbus was awarded the franchise that became the Blue Jackets. And my son at that time was four years old. And, you know, I have been a hockey collector and a hockey fan dating back to the early 80s, 1980s with the New York Islanders and then Bowling Green State University had a great, in Bowling Green, Ohio, had a great hockey program too. So I was, you know, and I, I was a fan, but I was living in Ohio now, no longer in New York. And I had my kids and just the thought of getting in when a, when a team starts and being a fan from day one and then having my four-year-old be there with me at the time. So fast forward to October 2000 and when the, the first game uh, in the history of the Blue Jackets and we were there opening night, the two of us. And I told them, I said, in 98, when we got awarded the franchise, I said, Austin, we are going to be there during the first game of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And at four years old, he was like, whatever, dad, that's fine. Um, so it started then with the love of just my team. This is my team from the ground floor. And here it is now, 2023, and we have been to together, him and I, every single opening night that they've had. So take out, you know, the year with the, with the COVID when they did, well, they even they laid it and then the strike year or the lockout season, but we have a continuous streak going now of every night, the two of us. And it's just been something that, him and I have shared since he was four years old and now he's 28. So it's, it's just been a, a great thing that we have that in common. And during games, we text each other and you know, this year is a little frustrating this year, a little bit, but um, so that's kind of where it started. And I was a, a very big hockey collector back, you know, starting back in there. And I just said, you know, this is good. This is a way for me to, kind of keep my passion for the team and all the players come in and out of the franchise and the, the, the ups and the downs and be able to immortalize it on cardboard. So it's, and it's something that I just love to do. And I just love to just continuously see how the, the team has progressed, how the kids that they've, kids, the, the players that they drafted when they were 17, 18, 19 years old, how they've developed and how they've, they've swung and missed a couple of times and how they've hit home runs other times and, and watched the team go through their ups and downs and the first playoff appearance and the first playoff win and the first, all those things, by the way, I've been at. The first playoff win, the first playoff appearance. 
So just to be able to, to follow that and then be able to look back and I use the cards in that way to be able to look back in the excitement and then get into the feel of the game with the autograph cards and the um, game-worn jerseys and, and everything that's in there that just kind of brings me back to that moment. And I can go back and say, hey, you know, that game, I was there. Or this game that they talk about, I was there. Or even, funny, look at the pictures of some of the cards and look for myself and for my son in there. And, you know, it's brought us a lot of time and a lot of... Um, get together that I really like. And my daughter and I, we have our own thing, but um, my son and I, that's our thing, you know, is the blue jacket. So being able to collect them all these years, he never got into the collecting part of it. He's more of a Pokemon guy. So this is uh, something that I do for, for, and it just, it brings me, it, it makes me, it helps me relax. And when I'm watching the games, I can sort through cards and just really enjoy it. And it gives me something, a manageable um, goal to set you know, with the blue jackets. Um, yeah, that's, like, a good, that's a good question or a, a good maybe focus point is, you know, the, the blue jackets do have somewhat of a limited tenure, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there there's a pretty broad range of potential cards to go after that are mm -hmm. blue jackets cards. So when you think about your blue jackets collection, are you focusing mainly on the upper deck flagship products or are you expanding that to the other product lines like trilogy and ice and those types of things or even down to the the ahl product projects or the the ahl products for the blue jackets affiliates like how far or how far reaching or how wide does that blue blue jackets product or focus go it starts off narrow and then continues to widen out as you go. So like the biggest thing that I do is back when, back in the early days of the franchise, I read an interview that a, an inaugural season Blue Jacket Kevin Deneen gave. And Kevin went on, you know, had a great career with the Flyers and the Whalers and uh, Carolina, but, and they, he ended his career as a Blue Jacket. And he, he gave an interview one time that said, one of the things that he collects, and this was in a Beckett magazine, is he collects a player's card, a, a trading card of every single person that he ever played with. So every one of his teammates he had a card of. And I said, you know, that's pretty neat. Bill will look back on that. And I said, and I'm looking at the Blue Jackets in their inaugural season. I said, this is doable for me. This is something that I could do. So my goal was then, does every single person that's ever played a game, an NHL game with the Columbus Blue Jackets to get a card of, to get one trading card of. It doesn't have to necessarily be a rookie. Those are nice. And those are a lot of what they are. But to actually go through and, and find one card of everything. Thank goodness for Hockey D Database, the Hockey DB, because you can do, I have a filter in there and it lets me look and see so and looking at it recently there's been 200 321 players to ever put on the, the the jersey and play a game that's not including there's eight goalies that have suited up or seven goalies that have suited up and sat on the bench but never got into a game and then one goalie that was is a long funny story that ne that was signed by the team but because of the lockout never played for them so um I, I i so i started collecting that and it just go you know and so wherever i can find them you know if it's upper deck if it's trilogy if it's mvp i try to get them in the blue jackets union blue as we call it so 
with that jersey. But if I have to go to the minor, you know, the AHL cards, the, you know, and find them there, I'll do that. It's been challenging. Uh, there's actually been two players that have uh, played one game apiece in their history and never had an NHL licensed card. Hmm. So in that case, I found something from the early, from the 90s called Seventh Inning Sketch or something like that and found one of the guys in there and the other one I found a regional college hockey set sure. that he was that he was in to get him into the set. But, you know, and I, and I try to update them. So if, you know, I originally get them first if they're in another team's jersey. But then when the card comes out with them in, in, in the Blue Jackets, jersey then i'll substitute that in keep it going a lot of those tend to be rookie cards because with all those players through the years a lot of them have played a couple of games here and there and then went somewhere else and maybe out of the league or whatever so i have a lot of victory back in the day i have a lot of you know trilogy mvp but the most of them are um you know upper upper deck products uh, because that's the nice thing in 2000 that was there. There wasn't really much tops uh, or, you know, or Fleer at that point because those were so far, you know, in the rearview mirror. But guys like an inaugural season jackets, it started out guys just in their other jerseys. And then as they got cards, I would uh, add them to the collection. So it's going strong right now, going into this season out of the 321 that have played, there's four guys that are missing. Okay. And they are all rookies that played this season in the 22, wow. 23 season, which, you know, so I'm anxiously awaiting upper deck series two to come out or extended series because they'll have them in there last year. I think there was eight guys that I had to wait until series two and extended series came out to finish off the list. Some of them are really easy. I mean, you look back, Rick Nash, you know, can't, and nowadays like Kent Johnson, Cole Sillinger, they're easy to find cards. Yep. But when you're starting to look for a, a goaltender named Tarasov that at this point has like one card as upper deck series two young gun, it, they're easy to find, but you have to really be nowhere to look and get and what to get. So I keep that going. And then that kind of went into, you know, now that that's kind of in maintenance mode yep. because I'm caught up. Now I just got to get the new players like, you know, when they sign Johnny Goudreau during the off season. So I go through my common boxes, which I have monster boxes filled with upper deck commons because I collect so much of upper deck. I look, there he is, you know, so I pull him out, throw him into the collection, but he's kind of uh, in that waiting game until the card comes out where he's not in a flames Jersey, where he's in a blue jacket Jersey and then replace it with that. So sure. that's the collection that, is fun for me because it, it gets me to look back and say, wow, look at, look at all these players over the course of the 23 years now that there were 22 years that they've been in existence and everybody that's played. And even to the point, some of those, like I said, those goalies that have dressed, but never played. It's like, when you look through those, it's kind of like, Oh, that's pretty neat too. Like there's actually cards of them in blue jacket uniforms, even though they never played a game, got into an actual game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really cool. And especially because the way that you've crafted it, it's manageable, right? Like you're looking for that your goal is one card of each of those players, right? It's not, I want every card that they've had across all product lines and everything else. It's I want one card of every player that's played for the Blue Jackets. That's a pretty cool goal. And I I really like how you've kind of contained that. So that that's really cool. 
Yeah. One of the other um, collection focuses I know you have is going after the young guns every year. Tell yes. me a little bit about that collection, the, the young guns collection. Well, you know, it started up again in the 2000s, uh, early 2000s. I had the two young kids and, you know, I was getting into the blue jackets. And, you know, we, uh, my, my best friend, um, Jim and I have been, we've been friends since high school. And he got me back into the hobby back in the 90s. And, uh, you know, and he was collecting and I was collecting. Well, he was collecting SP Authentic Future Watches. And that was, that was not, I wanted to do that, but I just didn't have the available funds at that point in my life to go after the future watches. So I, and I kept looking at the, the young guns and in the, especially in the, in the early 2000s. And I thought they were really neat cards and they weren't flooded in the market where, you know, they're short prints like today, one every, so, so many every box, but it's a manageable thing. So in this, in the beginning, I just started with the blue jackets and then once I got the Blue Jacket rookies from there, then I was like, well, who else is really good? You know, and I would, I wasn't getting everybody, you know, like, uh, like one of these cards right here, I'll show you since, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, sure. he's a pretty good player. So I picked him up one day, just, you know, kind of on the side. And we were, and I, and I said, and I had a whole bunch of young guns from every year and they were all the guys that were stars. And I got in early before the value would go way up on them and it would become more difficult. And then I started realizing one day I said, you know, I'm missing guys, you know, because guys that took a long time to kind of go Andre Vasilevsky is an example, you know, his card exploded overnight after it was out for a couple of years yeah. and I missed them totally. So I had to go in and pay more than what, you know, I wanted to with that. So, and I said, you know, what would be the harm of going back? I've already got the stars through most of the years. What would be the harm of going back and now starting to finish some of my favorite sets? So it's funny in, you know, the, the big set, of course, that everybody talks about is, is the 2005, 2006 set. You know, that, that was the one that kind of got me started. And you can see here, I've got my 9.5 graded Sidney Crosby. Yep. And then my ungraded Alex Ovechkin. Okay. And um, which I'm going to get graded one of these days. I just, you know, other priorities. And I said, that was a neat set, you know, the first one. So I, I said, I have all the big guys. I have those two. I have um, Corey Perry, John Van Beesbrook, Duncan Keith, all the guys that were in there. And they're readily available. So I said, let's just collect the set. So I collected the set. I had all the young guns in the set. And then I said, that was fun. That's neat. And I went over and I said, what's another set to collect? And then I collected that set. And before I knew it, I had a, a bunch of years just because I had the stars. So then I put out there and I said, okay, let's start looking at this. And, you know, young guns started back in 1990 uh, as a insert with the regular set. And it stayed that way as insert or even a mail-in set and even years where it wasn't even available. And I had all those from my base sets when I collected in the 90s. So I just started with um, collecting the, the young guns. Another reason why I did it, which I'll get into this in a second, is the number one draft picks. Sure. So that was another collection that I, that I kind of do. But because I had all these bigger cards, I just started going back and getting them. And with help from the National, with help from the Toronto Sports Card Expo, which I go to every year now, and ComC was a big help with that, being able to find those cards that the commons 
And it took me, I'd say about four years of trying. And I got to a point where the only thing I was missing was the 2002, 2003 short prints. Okay. For some reason, in 0203, they, they, there was about 12 or 13, I forget the number of cards, that weren't, that were considered one per box. Okay. You only got one of these per box. And Rick Nash and Henrik Zetterberg were the two big guys in that set. So for a long time, those were the ones I was missing. But over the course of the years, I was able to pick them all, you know, pick them up as I went. I have... Uh, almost 2,300 different young gun cards in my collection at this point. There are some subsets. There's like young gun retros or young gun flashbacks. I'm not really as much interested in those. I'm interested in the young gun rookie cards of the players. So yeah, going back from 1990, 91 up and through, I just finished about two weeks ago. I got my last card for the 22-23 series one. So it's all updates. So now I'm just kind of sitting patiently waiting for series two and now waiting for extended after that to, to add, to add to it and just keep going. So another thing where it was just something that was fun to kind of do and see the players. And then it kind of went into, well, this set's a really really neat set. Let me collect that one. And then, oh, that one. And then I said, you know, that set's a neat set. I like the design on that set. Let me do that one. And before you knew it, I was down to two or three years where I was missing car, well, a couple of years. And then, like I said, uh, all of those, those other outlets let me find those. So that was, that's one of my, that's my, my biggest one. And, and, and behind me, you can see I got over the show, like these boxes, I got three monster boxes filled with young guns. That's all that, that's all that's in there. So you talked about your Blue Jackets collection. And it's now in maintenance mode, you said, right? Mm-hmm. You talked about your Young Guns collection, and, and you've got all of the historical Young Guns, and it's now kind of in maintenance mode. And you, you just mentioned finishing off the 22-23 Series 1 Young Guns. So that, that begs the question of when you've got some of these primary focuses in maintenance mode, and you're such a big upper deck and you're such a big hockey fan, how does buying new wax, whether that's MVP, whether that's Opeachy, whether that's the flagship Series 1, Series 2, and Extended Series, how does buying some new wax fit into kind of your overall enjoyment of the hobby, but also helping accomplish some of that goal of continuing to fill those new potential Blue Jackets players, the new young guns that come in? How, how does that new wax fit into your overall goals how much of a, of a role does that play in filling these these new spots that are coming in compared to buying on the secondary market on com c or ebay or sport lots or some of those other platforms yeah well what i do is i buy when the product comes out i buy a few boxes of every product um and sometimes i'll get a little more depending on the rookie class and, you know, and what I'll do is because the blue jackets, you know, the canvas collection, you know, they have the canvas cards. So when that started, I really liked those cards. So I said, that's another part of the collection. So I've collected every canvas blue jacket that's ever been made. And I think there's up to 99 of those now, including all the young guns in there. So I get those. And, and basically what I use the, the wax for is, Get, get the collection started, pull the, the you know, the, the upper deck blue jackets um, 
base cards out because I have a collection of every single upper deck set that they've ever made of the Blue Jackets. So each year, um, that's another part of it. And then I put the players that I need off to the side, you know, for whatever collection, the young guns. And then I take everything else and I kind of just put it into the, you know, to the pile. You know, and as from you kind of working on your project and using other, you know, those means what you've got, your duplicates and stuff, your extra to help pay for moving forward yep. to self-sustain my, my collection. So I use that a lot. Uh, so if I if I pull something really good, like an exclusive card or, you know, a Young Guns canvas, like I pulled a back a couple of years ago, a Mitch Marner Young Guns canvas card. Well, it's not something that I'm going to collect. But it's something that I will use as trade or or to somebody that wants it to be able to get more, you know, and then I have all my base, you know, I, I, I the other thing I collect is a base set from every upper deck product sure. or every upper decks flagship product, I right. should say. So right. I got the base sets behind me going back to 1990, 91. Um, it's just to go through that because that's a nice way to look at each year and how it progresses. But then I have all the extras and, you know, I'm all about giving back to the community. So I have a whole big box of commons behind me at the, uh, that I put up, you know, anybody needs you know, cards from that you know, series one set, let me know and I'll ship them out to you. You know, you know, just, I'll help you fill lists. I bring some of those over to, you know, the, I work part-time in a hockey rink here in town. Um, hopefully my goal is to one day drive the Zamboni, but that's something go. that's on, that's a bucket list item and it's getting closer, but I bring them there and for the kids, you know, to, to, to grab the cards and, and do that. So, cause I, I, I love base cards. And the one thing I can't stand is when they head to the shredder, yeah. you know, it's like, so I would much rather give them to kids or give them to a children's hospital. I bring them up to Toronto with me and usually drop them off with somebody that brings them over, you know, gets them to the children's hospital, whatever it is. So, but that kind of helps me give back a little bit, but also use whatever I get. And if I, if I pick up another box of this or a box of that, or if I go through, you know, dollar boxes and I find really good deals in the dollar box, I'll pick them up, even if I don't need them, um, just to use to, to further the collection another way. Um, you know, like with the, you know, for the base sets or the, you know, the young guns. And I, I try to get more than one of everybody mm -hmm. as I can. Um, just because if they, they wind up hitting it big, I've got something that I really like. So there's a lot of ones in there, especially the last five, six years where there's many duplicates in there too. Um, working on, a you know, and not enough for another set, but at least for another just to have. And then that way, if anybody is ever short one, it's like, hey, you know, you have this guy can be like, yeah, I've got him. I, I, let's figure something out. And there's always a blue jacket out there that somebody has. They're like, hey, I know you're a blue jacket fan. Uh, if you have an extra young gun of this guy, would you mind trading it? And I'm like, you just show me your blue jackets. I'll figure something out. You know, one of those things. What I love about what we've talked about so far is that you've shared a collecting perspective and you've shared some collecting focuses that while seem very, very broad, right? Like every blue jacket that's ever suited up, every young gun that's existed since 1990 when they first started, and at the same time feels like it's somewhat focused and manageable and attainable. And I think that is a very hard thing to do for many super collectors, right? Sometimes people jump into this mindset of super collecting a, a goal and super collecting a, a certain focus, but it's so 
it seems overwhelming when they jump into it, right? And, and sometimes they seem like they'll never be able to attain it. But you hit on something that seems yeah, very broad, but at the same time, very focused. And I think that is a, a pretty cool um, thing that maybe some people can pick up on of have, how do I have some variety in my collection, but at the same time, still make that collection attainable. So congratulations on that, because I think that that is really cool. And so, you know, I, I want to, you know, thanks again for coming on today and, and kind of focusing in on that. I'd love to be able to highlight all of these different collections. If somebody has some Blue Jackets cards that they think you might be interested in, or they want to follow along with your journey, or maybe they want to connect with you to help fill in some of those sets like you were just talking about, where can they find you? Where can they reach out to you at? The big thing is on Twitter. Um, my handle is CBJ for life. So Columbus Blue Jackets for life 61. Um, and, you know, so I, that's where a lot of the stuff on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook. Um, so I like check out Marketplace all the time and I'm in a bunch of collectors groups on there. But um, I don't have an, you know, an individual website or anything at this sure. point working on getting that. But no, Twitter and um, Facebook are the two ways to get with me. Very cool. Well, well, Ken, thanks for coming on again today. I really appreciate it. I hope people are able to to grab on to some of the insights that you shared and, and help maybe help them maybe realize a way that they can focus in on on a super collection of their own that they maybe not have, have thought about before. So thanks again, Ken. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Love what you do. Hi, this is Pat Hughes, Cubs announcer, coming to you from the sports card shop in beautiful New Buffalo, Michigan. The Gocher family has built an incredible place here for collectors to buy, sell, and trade cards and memorabilia. Be sure to stop by and let them show you around. TheSportsCardShop.com, connecting sports, athletes, the hobby, and collectors around the world. As I said in the closing, I love how Ken has taken a concept that at first blush seems like a very broad and challenging project. Every young guns, every player that's ever played for the Blue Jackets into something that is very attainable and that's something that can be done, something that paints the picture of history, the history of his team. He can go back and see every player that's ever played for his team. I love the idea of starting with one regardless of what uniform they're in and then gradually over time upgrading it to a photo that shows them in a Blue Jackets uniform. I love what he has done from a attainability perspective for his focus of young guns and his focus of the Blue Jackets. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as well. If you did, let me know. Reach out to me on Twitter at the Mike Summer. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Find me on TikTok and Instagram at waxpackhero. And check out the YouTube show as well. That is all I have for you today. I'm going to be coming back next week with another part in our Super Collector series. Richard Davis is going to join me, and we're going to talk about his Wade Boggs Super Collection. I'll catch you next time.